Never play the game of suffering. For generations, for years, for decades, for millennia, we were taught how to play this game. And we have learned this game very well from people who are maybe more broken than us. Always play the game of life. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by... Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Janke. I'm joined today with Anna Lanier. Anna, how are you doing today? Hey, Chris. Thank you for inviting me. How are you? Yeah, thank you. We're talking about... Uh, well, first, introduce yourself to the audience and then, and then we can dive right into it. So my name is Anna Lanier. I am a life strategist and I build amazing family relationships. And yes, sometimes that means that I have to help people overcome depression. But um, this is one of our forte. We have two branches in our company, one of preventing depression and the other one of uh, overcoming it. And we are usually focused on parenting teenagers with difficulties. We are focusing on healthy relationships for people who have troubles in marriages or for people who cannot find the right partner. And if it comes to more than that, if it comes to not being able to live your life because of anxiety, depression, um, you know, negative thoughts and stuff like that, we do have programs for that, but we are trying to prevent all of these troubles. Does this make sense, Chris? Perfect. It absolutely does make sense. You know, we, physical fitness is such a part of our culture now. I think, you know, everyone knows, uh, you know, January 1st, oh, we have to go to the gym, we have to get healthy fit uh and it's and and i think it's really easy to kind of figure out like how healthy or unhealthy you are physically right you you step on the scale or you you know you pinch your belly and say oh I, you know i have a little more belly fat than i did five years ago how, how does somebody determine how mentally fit they are like how, how does somebody know watching this whether or not you know some of these strategies are, are going to be useful for them so how do you uh, find out that you're mentally fit is when you are not being overwhelmed by emotions. And yes, there are four categories of people in the world. There are four archetypes, four types of men and four types of women. And there is one type of men and one type of women who never gets overwhelmed by emotions. Usually that type is called the air type. It's a visionary or the queen for the female. And they they are considered with no emotions. They're considered extremely cold, not because they don't have emotions, just because they know very well how to mask it, right? How to master it. But most people in the world become overcome, overcame, overcame by emotions when they um, have a challenge in life, mm -hmm. right? So they are going through specific challenges in life 
And these emotional negative thoughts overwhelm them and they don't know which way to go. And sometimes they go to the direction of anxiety and depression, which we're trying to stop here, right? And sometimes they go to the direction of isolating themselves from the world. So at the, in the fitness world, you saw a lot of women and men very well fit that you would never date. You would never approach at the fitness center to date them. And you don't understand why. It's like, oh, they look great. They're smiling. They're totally fine with them. But there is something that stops me. There is something that stops me from going and talking to that person. And that is they have their heart closed because of being afraid of heartbreak, because of repeated heartbreaks, right? And they have their heart closed. And until they don't open that heart of theirs and they're not afraid of ever being hurt again, you know, you're not going to be able to just approach them because, you know, there's like something stops me. Something just, you know, it's like a wall. It's like, looks great, but that's it, right? And this is exactly what we do. We are showing people how to open their hearts without being afraid of ever being hurt. Mm. Okay. Difficult to do, right? There, that you're walking a tightrope here because, like you said, and, and and I agree with you. That's something that people, even who are who who don't consider themselves very intuitive, they can still sense that, right? They can feel that, and that's tough to do because you're talking about, uh, well, you're talking specifically about dating now, about going into a relationship where there is the potential for a lot of pain, and going in with an open heart, and and not even. Uh, not even taking that into consideration how much pain there may be. You know, there's pain, there's joy, there's there's love, there's all these emotions, and sometimes can be like a roller coaster, right? So, so how does somebody do that? If they're let's let's talk to the people who are not in a relationship right now. Maybe they're walking through the gym and they're checking everyone out, and they want to make sure that they are open to whatever good things can come into their lives. How how does somebody go about doing that and optimizing their life? So to be honest, Jake, it's the same formula for everyone. So it's, it's super funny because things can be so easy. We make them so complicated sometimes. You know? It's the same formula for parenting difficult teenagers. It's the same formula for saving a marriage. It's the same formula for uh, you know, opening your heart to dating. And the trick, the secret, the one thing that everybody needs to have is relationship skills. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's very simple. You cannot master the game of life if you do not have relationship skills. This is the root cause of all pain in the world. The root cause of all pain in the world. And most people don't know that there are four types of men and four types of women. I know everybody considers themselves different, but it's not true. Okay, nor there are a million types of people in the world. There are a million stories that people have in the world, but they are only four types of men, four types of women. And this is, you know, once you get types, we should we should go into them. What are what are the four types? Yeah. So the man is the creator, like Michelangelo, the managers, the one that have energy all the time firing up, 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 up. The airman, which is the visionary, the entrepreneur, Elon Musk will be the best example. And then the kings, they're people who work in the military, they're people who work in banking, they're people who work usually nine to five. These are the types of men. 
And then types of women are the princess, like Princess Diana, okay? The mistress, very sexy women, high heels, makeup, and stuff like that. The queens, the CEOs of companies, which you would never approach to date, <laughs> okay? This is the truth. Oh, you, you feel they're going to knock you out, right? Yeah. And the, the one that do not care about anything except their family and their children. Where these four and four archetypes, they mix in a certain way. They have certain dynamics. And once you understand that, and you can work it out in parenting teenagers, because your teenagers is one of these. Yeah. You are, right? Fixing relationships and even dating. Wow, that's really fascinating. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm an artist, or what was it, artist, creator? What did you call it? Artist creator, that will be like Michelangelo, yes. Yeah. And by the way, uh, you're prone to depression because you're that, in that category. Hmm. <laughs> well, it definitely runs in the family. Uh, I Okay, interesting. And then I have four children. And so it'd be interesting to, to figure out what they are. I have one boy and three girls. But um, I, I'm fascinated by, by your specialty as well, parenting teenagers. Teenagers are very different types of people, right? They're not children. They're not adults. They're sort of like transitioning to adulthood. What can you tell us about, about that? Like uh, conflict in, in parent-teenager relationship, how do we navigate some of that? So you, we do not understand, we, we blame it on puberty, right? We always blame it on puberty. Oh, you know, it's puberty time, they're difficult right now and everything is gonna be fine. Those years are the mastering your life years. Those years are fundamental. From there, your child can become with anxiety and depression or can become a successful adult. Everything is there. That's the key. And it's before the age of 25. And if they haven't mastered relationships, emotional balance, their identity, all the mind traps, there are about 17 mind traps that keep people in suffering. If they haven't mastered this game, they end up in divorces, narcissistic abuse, verbally abusive partners, you know, all kinds of problems later on in life that you would think as a parent that you cannot prevent, but yes, you can. Mm. Because you only have to teach them how to master their own game of life, which is not your game of life, mm. because you're probably a different archetype. Okay, interesting. So, so going back to our theme, mastering the game of life, uh, it's not so much... It, it, it's more giving them the tools or at least helping them to uncover their own tools that they already have so that they can master their own game of life. Yes. So the first tool we give them is relationship. The second one is emotional balance. And the third one is the, the mind traps, not to fall into mind traps, like not to fall into any traps in life. And yeah. the way we do this, we give them the solution before the challenge occurs. So when they are encountering a challenge, we already know the solution. So we don't have to freak out, become anxious, become angry because they don't know the result, right? And we do this for adults and for teenagers because these formative years, these formative years, exactly like you said, Chris, depression runs in the family. <laughs> you know, you can stop it. You can stop it right there. And most people don't understand what teenagers want. And everybody says, oh, they want to play video games and they want to do nothing. And, you know, they want to be angry and just be against me. They only want what we want to be happy, to never have a challenge where you don't know the solution. 
Right. And that's, and so would you say that teenagers are more prone to not having the solution to a challenge, right? Because all of a sudden they're thrown in this big world and they may or may not have the skills that maybe a more mature adult would have, right? It all starts from relationships. If you know how to maneuver every relationship, all these archetypes think the same, they love the same, they have different values, they behave in a different way, right? So they, they, it's not like, um, how should I say? It's, it's like a puzzle. You need to put them the puzzle together to see the complete picture. And then you can take it away, but they will always know what the picture is and they can find their own way. Does this make sense, Chris? Yes, it does. Now, is there, are, when you work with people or couples or parent, teenager, um, is, there, is there like a, a test or a series of questions that you ask to figure out which archetype each person is? Or, or how, do you, how do you do that with, with your uh, clients? So usually I know which archetype they are, but this is the problem. You know, when somebody else gives you the solution and you don't find it by yourself, in two months, you're gonna ask the same question. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, exactly. because you like, forget it, right? So I know exactly who is who. I just ask two questions and I know exactly who is who. Now I let them discover it, right? So yeah. I have about three hours and a half of a course where they discovered who they are and how they followed the wrong advice in life from the wrong type of archetype, okay. right? And I get them and then I, I leave them a couple, of, a couple of hours or a couple of days to settle that information in. And then we change whatever you want because this is the truth. All of these four archetypes, people change in time into one or another. If you stay in the same ones, you end up depressed for certain because you're stuck. You don't see another point of view. You don't see another perspective. And then you end up thinking that everybody in your life is just going to hurt you, hurt you, hurt you, hurt you, hurt you. We have a lot of clients that are like, my husband is hurting me. Um, the child is like, my parents are hurting me. Everybody's hurting me because they just don't understand the fundamentals. Right, right. That makes sense. That, that's an interesting concept of being able to go in and out of different archetypes. So uh, the two, what are the two questions? Are, do you feel like the assessment that I gave myself, the artist, is there a way that you can see if I'm right? So the four elements that we work with is water, fire, air, and earth. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I ask is the astrological sign. And the second thing I ask is your job. Mm -hmm. okay. And we still everything because each of these archetypes they have different jobs right and it's it's amazing because sometimes you don't realize it for very small kids right but you do realize it in the way they think like my uh, youngest customer is six years old and just in december he was in depression and for me to have a six-year-old in depression that talks about death is emergency yes right because it looks like this is accelerating and looks like this is starting from a, from, a, from a very early life. And guess what? We are in March now and the kid is out. Okay. So this is how easy it is when he was water, he was prone to depression. He was prone to generational depression. The parents didn't know about it, right? Water element is very prone to stillness. They don't want to move out of being a water, right? And when, when they explode, they destroy everything in their path, right? 
but if the water is low. So this is why it's very important to take action before you know these things solidify in your way of thinking as this child believes he's nothing, he's a jerk, he's good for nothing, right? And he's an extraordinary artist. He can pick up a crayon and draw paintings at the age of six, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, things like this that we just have to concentrate some time on how wonderful you are and sometimes on strategies, simple strategies and skills, serious ones to pull people out of a situation. Doesn't work. I always say talking never solved the problem. Doing did. Mm -hmm. Simple strategies. Yeah, absolutely. What, what got you into this originally? Was it something in your own life that, that uh, really pushed you to, to do this type of work? I was a child depressed since the age of seven. I was suicidal at the age of 19. My mother was an alcoholic. Um, I had all kinds of health problems, including back problems that don't allow me to uh, do exercise and fitness. I have an S-shaped scoliosis, two hernias of disc. Um, at the age of 38, I understood that I almost put my own child in depression. He was about nine years old. It's when I decided to look at ways out. And because I studied psychology 20 years ago, I knew this is not the way out. So I found strategies from Shaolin monks, Himalayan yogi masters that work. That work for people to master the game of life, to avoid any kind of problems in the future, including to avoid problems of their children in the future. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. If, uh, so we're, we're getting close to the end, but the, the way that I really love ending all the episodes is I want to give you an opportunity to give a motivational speech. So we're going real big picture. Let's say you were called by a university to give like the commencement talk or, uh, or like a corporation to give a keynote speech. What's a, what's a one to two minute motivational speech that you would give to those uh, participants on how they can get the most out of their lives? Never play the game of suffering. For generations, for years, for decades, for millennia, we were taught how to play this game. And we have learned this game very well from people who are maybe more broken than us. Always play the game of life by learning new skills, emotional skills, relationship skills, mindset skills, because if no one did it before you, you can do it. And if somebody else did it before you, you can follow. I love that. Never play the game of suffering, play the game of life. I love that. Anna, how do we get in touch with you? How does somebody find you on online, website, social media? The easiest way to get in touch with me is through the website betteraskanna with one n.com. So betteraskanna.com. We, um, we put this um, uh, website together because we have free classes for parenting teenagers and for healthy relationships there. We also have questions that people might have where I give them the answer for free for um, in about two weeks before you're divorcing, before you don't know how to find the right partner, before you put your kid to therapy. We give you answer of exactly what to do we will give you the advice. Plus, we have free courses for teenagers and adults of overcoming depression. 
Everything on that website is for free. Better ask Anna with one end.com. That's great. Well, thank you so much. Um, did, sorry, that was better. Is that like as in B-E-T-T-E-R, betteraskanna.com? Okay. Yes, with one end. Yes. Got it. Got it. Well, Anna, thank you so much. Again, this is Anna Lanier uh, joining us today on Health in the Real World. Really appreciate you joining today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.